Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the crazy shit to happen in running this week. This week's stories include the Fresh Prince of Barkley, Ricky Gates starts running every single street in Mexico City, and Debo gets a truck. John Kelly, 15th finisher of the Barkley Marathons, has been busy scooping up Strava crowns at Frozen Head State Park. After Guillaume took his Barkley Challenge Loop FKT in the clockwise direction a couple weeks back, Kelly came swinging back hard with a 3.37.23, smashing the former best time by over 27 minutes. John proclaimed on his Instagram that he now has all 64 Strava crowns in Frozen Head State Park, and he has claimed it as his kingdom. All in all, in all he has covered 209 miles, 56 hours of running, 59,000 feet of climbing, and 18 total trips to accomplish the feat. Wait, what's that? I guess the internet has found three more crowns that slipped through Kelly's grasp. Oh wait, what's that? Kelly has already returned back out there and gotten them. Well, would you look at that? He now has all 67 segments in the park. Well, all but one, Brett Money's five loop Barkley record still stands. Let's see if the Fresh Prince of Barkley will take that one down in a few weeks' time. Any bets? Ricky Gates fled straight to Baja after his completion of the San Francisco Every Single Street project this past fall and has wound up in Mexico City. He's apparently caught the bug again and has been running different blocks of the city over the past few days. There was a 35-mile day in the Polanco district yesterday and 15 miles of Condesa today. If you're looking to follow in his footsteps, use the hashtag EverySingleStreet or just ESS for short. By the way, if you haven't seen his new film, Every Single Street by Dean Leslie, on the Solomon TV channel, you must check it out. Apparently, Ricky isn't really running all the streets in Mexico City, as he said that would stretch halfway across the globe. Well, we reported on this last week, but Kara Goucher is officially going trail, folks. I kind of wish her announcement was a little bit more low-key and more authentic, in line with the trail scene, but heck, it's Kara Goucher, so her official proclamation that she's joining the trail scene came via a superbly edited branded video from Lifetime Events, shot and produced by the one and only Billy Yang, and a press release article on Runner's World. Yep, she's running the Leadville Trail Marathon come this summer. Kara is the first to tell you don't expect much as she feels a bit like a fish out of water on the trails, but time will tell. She could be sandbagging it. Michael Wardian just won't stop. Not that we want him to. He's whisked himself off to Israel for an FKT attempt to run across the country. The route is over 1,000 kilometers in length at over 631 miles and was completed previously by Zoli Bahari three years ago in 23 days. Mike will be shooting for just 10. Day one and two are now behind him, and thanks to Ian Corliss, we have a bit of insight into what looks like an incredible journey. He's climbing up rope ladders in slot canyons, swimming, and running through vast expanses of desert. Pretty cool. It appears to end with a bit over 80 kilometers on day one and 103 kilometers on day two. Debo, aka Dylan Bowman, was spotted with his brand new truck, a Ford F-150. He apparently wasn't sure the truck life would be for him, so he took to social media for a poll. Most agreed he could pull it off, and it appears he has indeed. I guess I know who I'm calling for aid station support when we're up in Silverton for the Kendall Mountain Run. 
iRunFire's weekly recap is a continued source of information on recent race happenings, but often it is skewed to the most popular international events. Instead of focusing on those this week, I'm going to cover some U.S. events. First off, it was the 10th edition of the Mesquite Canyon Trail Run. Yeah, my baby's all grown up. This was the first ultra I created from scratch back in 2010, and I finally got to toe the line this year. It was great seeing everyone out there. Congrats to Eric Niedert on taking the 50-mile win in 7.47, followed up on a second-place finish in the 50K last year. On the ladies' side, it was Sarah Amoto with the win in 9.29. In the 50K, Perrin Smith won in 4 hours 46 minutes, while Nicole Bitter won for the ladies in 5.20. Oh, and Ian Torrance, sorry for knocking you into the dirt at mile 13. No hard feelings? Inside Trail held their Marin Ultra Challenge under wet and rainy and wet conditions in, you guessed it, the Marin Headlands north of San Francisco. Katie Arnold was your victor in the 50K in 429, while Alex Varner won the men's race in 336. In the longer 50 mile, Megan Arozo took the win in 752, while Vincent DeMassa won the 50 mile in 657. Back in Arizona, the Antelope Canyon Ultras featured a 50K, 50 mile, and 100 mile distance through slot canyons. Joseph Taylor won the 100 in 20 hours, 12 minutes, with Johanna Yalin winning the ladies in 24.29. Ian Sharman won the accompanying 50 mile in 6.57, with Katie Olson taking the women's win in 8.37. The IAAF, who creates qualification standards for world athletics, including the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo, have released such standards as of this past week. Shocking to some is the entry standards for many of the running distances, including the marathon. It says the men's qualifying time is at 2.11.30, while for women, it's 2.29.30. So only 80 participants may tow the line at the Olympic marathon. For men and women, meaning some standards must be developed. And I guess if you can't run those times, you just ain't gonna make the cut. Some are speculating if the U.S. squad will even be filled out since they have a hilly course set for the trials in Atlanta next year. Only time will tell. A shout out to our good friend Skizzle Fresh, who turned 31 this week. Head over to his gram and show the old man some love, people. Sounds like there's some doping reform coming to the world thanks to the leaders of 18 national anti-doping organizations getting together ahead of the annual symposium in Switzerland. It sounds like they're aiming to ensure conflicts of interest are rooted out of the World Anti-Doping Agency, or WADA, with the aim of increasing the organization's credibility. Well, let's hope so. We'll see what else comes of their meetings this week. We've had a slew of viewer-submitted outhouses rolling in this past week, and I'm absolutely loving them. Enjoy. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 136 of Outhouse News. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave a comment below. If you'd like to directly support this show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or purchasing this custom pair of Jam Jam's Donut sunglasses. Links are below. Happy week.